Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, Motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it. To apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm reunited again with my good friend Adrian Wevel. In this podcast, we talk about mindset, belief systems, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. How you doing, Adrian? Uh, Nice to have you back on the podcast again. Nice to be back, Adam. Really nice. Thank you very much, as always, for for inviting me on. Love it. Yeah. No, you're very welcome. It's It's always great. Um, we, we was talking previously, like a few minutes ago about lots of good things. Um, I think one, one thing that did resonate with me was, um, you know, like staying true to yourself and kind of knowing yourself. And you mentioned like, you know, dipping your toe in the water and if something doesn't feel right, then, you know, kind of listen to that. Yeah. Um, I just think it's very important that we don't, we aren't rash in any of our decisions in life. Um, you know, life is precious. The, you know, what I'm about to say is, is, is just b- the bleeding obvious. But we need to remind ourselves sometimes of the obvious things, because it's true. So life is very short and life is very precious. And we need to be careful that we aren't, A, gonna waste our time, um, and B, that we know what it is that we're investing our time in, because it's so precious. So I think that we need to be careful uh, and assess things really carefully before we, we, we take the plunge or we take the jump, whatever right. aphorism you want to use. But yeah, so dip your toe in the water, have, you know, make sure it's, it's right for you. Whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job that you're going for, whether it's starting a business, whatever it is, make sure it's right for you. Don't just go all in. Hmm. I just I think that's that's it, it, it sounds like well that's obvious Adrian you know 
but you'd be surprised how many people just take the plunge before testing the waters and then later they're like well i wish i hadn't done that mm. yeah no so I, I, I just i just think this is it's just it, it it's just re revisiting what we learn basically as, as, as young people as children you know you don't just do something you make sure that uh that, that that you have some sort of background knowledge about what it is you're about to do uh i i see a lot especially on linkedin a lot of people saying you know just do it if you're you know if you're thinking about doing a podcast if you're thinking about writing a book just do it okay maybe at that level there isn't really much that can go wrong but for a lot of people who are making much much bigger decisions with their lives with their finances with their relationships be it romantic or business you need a little more and i'm being a probably a, a, an understatement there you need a lot more care and attention and you shouldn't just make the leap if you feel that something isn't quite right mm. and if you feel that something isn't quite right then it would probably uh be in your best interest to to to, 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 to pull away to walk away yeah no, I, I agree. And I think like you said, it's a lot of your time and energy that is going to be going into that thing, whether like, like that's a relationship or whether that's a job. And I, I thought about it recently when, you know, I, I went for an interview. I think I mentioned it to you. And, I, and it took me an hour to get there. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, even if I was going to get it or go for it, um, do I want to be driving an hour to work do i want to be driving for you know i kind of broke it down i had to take a step back and it's like it didn't really feel right to me and i was like well okay well that you know i'm not gonna do that then because you know, it's you your life yeah. and, and you are the one that's in control of your own life and no matter what positions we find ourselves in life where we think you know uh, my back's against the wall i'll do anything that can be a dangerous state of mind to have mm. that can actually put ourselves in even more or even worse predicament than the predicament we find ourselves with a back against the wall. Mm. And that's why even at that stage, we mustn't just blindly take the leap of faith. Mm. We have to still study everything. Is it right for me? Am I jumping? out of the frying pan into the fire. Um, I was in a very, we, we didn't talk about this actually before, before we came no, on here, no. but, but um, I was in a very, it's so odd that you've just mentioned that because that's exactly what happened to me, what, seven, 10 days ago. Um, I was offered a job. I was offered work with a rather good, attractive salary attached to it. And I had to go away and think about it um the money was great um but there was something nagging me about the actual central premise of the work itself and i wasn't completely comfortable with it um my back is against the wall financially my back is against the wall uh in in, in many regards um and so work is necessary for me i need money however just like you i decided I'm not going to compromise about things that are important to me and are important to my life and are important to my morals, my ethics, my beliefs. 
and that's why I pulled the plug in it. I, I, I called the, uh, the HR guy and said, I'm sorry, I'm, thank you so much for the offer, but I've decided, uh, decided it's not right for me. Hmm. And I think this is why it's very important for people to, not, it, not just to test the waters, because sometimes you can't test the waters. You couldn't test the water with that job. I couldn't test the water with my job. Hmm. I couldn't go in and try it for a week or two. It was either sign up on the dotted line or walk away yeah and so that's when you can't test the water with the job you have to be testing it with you yourself mm. you're not just looking at the job now you're just not looking at the opportunity you're not just looking at the relationship the other person you're looking at yourself mm. and you're going who am i what is it that i want what is it that i need what are my beliefs what are my needs? Is that business, is that relationship meeting my needs or am I sacrificing everything that I am to fit their narrative? Mm. And as I said, I appreciate people listening to this going, yeah, it's all very well. I, I, I want to reiterate, yes, I understand that when your back is against all as mine is, sometimes you, you, you think I'm just gonna do anything. I don't care what it is. Yeah. All I'm saying to those people, and I say this to myself, because sometimes I just think, I'll just do anything. I need money. I'll just do anything. But really, really think seriously before you make that particular jump, because mm. we are talking an, ex an expense, which is, and that expense is not financial. It's human. It's your life. It's your mental health. It's your physical health. It's the health of your relationship. If you're not happy in that job, mm. If you're being taken yeah. advantage, how's that going to affect you? Are you going to be better for taking that job? Or would you actually be better not have taken that job and waiting for the right one? So that's what all I'm saying is, obviously, each person is an individual and they have to make their choices. But all I'm saying is think very carefully. Ask yourself the questions. Never mind about, oh, there's the job. Oh, oh I've been offered that money. Oh, okay, go, done it. Be sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. And I, I think, like you said, you know, everyone's got their own opinion, haven't they, on, on things. Um, but I, I think, you know, I, that's quite, you know, I, I couldn't agree more with what you said. And I find, like, I thought about it recently, um, you know, when I, when I, was, I was offered this other interview and then I thought to myself, do I, do I really want to be doing that? Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, would I be happy? No. You know, if okay, if I went through it and I'm not happy, then it's going to affect probably you know the the workplace, yeah. and it has an effect on them as well. Because if you're not happy in a place, that kind of like you know people pick up on that, and you're not going to be performing the same compared to someone who is happy. Absolutely, this and this is something that's that's, that's often overlooked: how one person can affect an entire office um, just through their persona. Mm. through what they're feeling if you've ever worked in any form of, of 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 sort of office or colleague environment and you're all very happy and that one person walks in and, and they've just got a thunderous face or you know they've they've been in a real mood maybe they've just you know split up from their girlfriend or their wife and they come in and it just changes the atmosphere you're absolutely right so mm. you want to be that person do you want to be going to work every day thinking i absolutely hate this yeah. and people can feel it they can feel it emanating from you mm. 
yeah, I've I've seen it, you know, hospitality a lot when I worked in hotels. Um, some chefs, you could just tell, you know, they didn't want to be there. And you'd yeah. be with them, like, first thing in the morning. And, you know, it's long hours. Yeah. So they're there all day. And, um, yeah, it's it's very, you know, you see it. And I, I feel sorry for people who are in that space, in that situation, because, I mean, I say, you know, a lot of people say, you know, work at something, do that, and then try and build on that and find mm-hmm. something else alongside it. Yeah, I was told the um, same, mate. My family, yeah. I mean, especially the older generation, because that's what most of them have had to do. They made sacrifices, massive sacrifices, some of them. Mm. And they look at us in, 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 in the generation since theirs, and they say, well, look, you know, we went through hell. There's no reason why you shouldn't. And I take, I take a little bit of issue with that. Uh, I don't think we should. I understand that every generation is different. And every individual is an individual and is therefore different. But we must try and find where we belong, Mm. where we fit in, because we all have skills. We all have gifts. uh, We all have abilities. What would be the point? Truly, what would be the point of you knowing those skills, knowing those abilities that you have? which we should find out if you don't think you've got any, you have, you just need to find them. But if you know you've got certain skills, you've got certain attributes, you've got certain strengths that you know you have, why would you then go and do a job that doesn't utilize any of those? Mm. Oh, you know, I I love, uh, let's imagine that you're an excellent freehand uh, artist or something, and really you should be going to something along the lines of graphic design, but you then go and, 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 you know, become a train driver where is the correlation where are you going to utilize those skills except in your own spare time if you have any if you're compelled to after doing a 15-hour day let's say Mm. you have skills try and find out where you belong with those skills Mm. and the point of that is that you are then going to not only enhance yourself and enhance those skills funny enough you build upon those things that you already you already have within you you're going to be giving something to the world which we need we need people who have certain skills to be showing them to be benefiting others mm. yeah no i i definitely agree and i think like it, it makes me think like when i when i used to do one job i was working in like you know in a bar mm. and i remember like thinking to myself like I, I knew deep down that, you know, I did enjoy it for the most part, but part of me thought to myself, my time is going all into this. And I was thinking about my time and I was thinking, what is it? Where can my time be going? I, yeah. I used to feel really bad. And I, I think about like, you know, like the podcast I've been doing and I was thinking to myself, like if I was doing like a, a job um, that I didn't enjoy or, you know, for however many hours, yeah. I wouldn't be doing what I've been doing. Correct. But I, I, I know, you know, people's situations are different. They've got kids, yeah. they have to work, put yeah. food on the table. Um, but, you know, there is that silver lining within it where you, you can find your thing if you look for it on the side. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I, um, I was listening to a podcast uh, with Joey Diaz, stand-up comedian. Yeah. And he was talking about... Um, situation in america and he was saying like a lot of them aren't getting unemployment checks Mm -hmm. and all the rest of it Mm -hmm. um and they're like comics and they can't go out really to Mm. do stand-up and he and he was saying 
what are you saying? How humble are you? You know, you're a comic, you're really good. But he said, he's like, I know comics who are having to get um, a construction job That's or, right. a wait, or a waiting yeah. job. Yes. He said, how, you know, this is a test of how humble you are. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I hope people, I hope I haven't miscommunicated myself no, no. in, in, no, in no. saying that there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing a job that you need to do. Yeah, yeah. My belief is on this earth, on this planet, nothing is wasted. Mm. Nothing. And I include experiences in that. So mm. whatever it is you are doing, even if it's not what you want to be doing, the experience you're having in that job, in that relationship, whatever it is that you are currently involved with, that maybe you are not at the peak of happiness, that experience in itself hasn't been wasted on you. Mm. Take that experience. You've learned from it because already you know that you're not happy in it. So it's already taught you something. First of all, it's taught you what you don't like. Secondly, it's taught you resilience that you are still going to that job and you're still working at it and you're still doing your best because it's just the right thing to do. Mm. So nothing is wasted. You haven't wasted your time. If you're saying, oh, you know, I'm still in this job. I hate this job, whatever. Don't look at it from that perspective. You can, by all means, and we all do. I've been there. Hate being in this job. I've been here five years. You know, turn it around. Just have that thought. Get it out there. Get it off your chest. Speak it, say it, shout it, whatever. And then suddenly look at it from a different perspective to balance. We need balance in life. Mm. So once you've had the negative, start allowing the positives to filter through and say, well, what has this experience taught me? And it's taught me these things. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that life has taught me this, 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 and this. Mm. You will find that you will have learned things doing something you don't like. You will have learned things from being in relationships that didn't work. Mm. If you'd only ever, I mean, think of a fantasy world where you only, you know, you left school, you left college, you went straight to the job of your dreams, you, you, you married the, the partner of your dreams. How would you know you were happy? Mm. How would you know those were your dreams? We need to experience things that we don't like in order to know what we do like. Mm. Or at least to appreciate what we do like mm. yeah no I, I agree and i think like that's why it's so important i find to like you know try things out isn't it try different things out and absolutely like i, I remember like when i had you on previously and it, uh you're mentioning you, you traveled you you've yeah. been to different countries yes. and you've, you've done different things and yes. you've got you've almost got these different lenses almost to like life um for which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Um, I, I, and, I, and I will always say this in all of your podcasts, whenever you bring it up, uh, my life isn't for everybody. I wouldn't dare give guidance to anyone. Go and do what I did. Uh, because it's really, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's not for everybody. But it taught me a lot. Living in other countries, doing jobs uh, in other countries, learning other cultures, other languages. Um, it taught me a lot about life, as people say. But really, what we what we mean when we say that, it taught me about me. Mm. 
When people say, oh, you know, you're going to learn about life. No, what you're really learning about, let's be accurate with the language here. You're learning about yourself. Mm. You're learning about your limitations. You're learning about your mindset. You're learning about your strengths and you're learning about your weaknesses. And the whole learning process, the whole thing is about one thing. How are you going to alter those for the better? Mm. How are you going to keep hearing this phrase, be the best version of yourself? What on earth is that? I'll tell you what that is. And that is knowing what you're not, seeing yourself, warts and all, and trying to improve upon that. Being involved in something that challenges you and then thinking, you know what, I want to improve myself. I didn't realize I was like that. It's only when you come up against a challenge and then you think, I, I need to improve myself to get over this, this challenge, get over this dilemma that I find myself in. Mm. And that's growing. That's learning about yourself and growing. It's not just running away or, 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 or going to a corner and crying about it because you're finding life a little difficult. It's not life you're finding difficult. It's yourself mm. that you haven't been able to uh, change your mindset to deal with the problem that's in front of you. It's not your, it, as I think there's another, there's a famous saying that, that there's always been said that it, it's not the problem. It's your attitude to the problem. Yeah. And that is what we have to, we have to deal with that every day. I have to deal with it every day. You know, mm. again, it doesn't matter how many times you, you read these sayings. It's good for any girl. It's a cliche. I keep hearing that. Yeah. But are you taking it on board? I need to hear that every day because you just forget them. You say them or you read them five minutes later, you've forgotten it and you're back to your old self again moaning about this, complaining about that. We have to keep reminding ourselves, actually, yeah, I've got to change my attitude towards this. Mm. It's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to fall off the wagon. Mm. You want to quit smoking? You want to reduce your drinking? Easier said than done. Mm. It's so easy to fall off. As the saying goes, you know, like falling off a lot. It's so easy. It's hard to stay true stay disciplined it's very very hard and that's why we need to keep reminding ourselves we need to keep um telling ourselves this is why i'm here i'm here to improve myself mm. instead of just moaning about it and complaining oh it's it's oh you know the world is unfair life is unfair people are unfair yeah that's part of the problem but the other part of the problem i'm afraid is yourself and your attitude towards that mm. Yeah. And don't think that I've, I've, I've always been like that. I, that, that. I'm not just saying, oh, wow, I've lived this life like that. No, I haven't. I have been, I've been the worst uh, person for moaning about life, complaining about life. And, yeah. and, and saying that it's, it's the world's fault. It's other people's, pro it's other people's fault that, that I am where I am. Or I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. And, and, and thinking that the world owed me a living. Yeah, I think. I think that's it, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, we have to be very, very self-disciplined and, you know, we all got habits and we've all got behaviors and so a lot of the time we kind of can be on autopilot and we can, you know, that's the most dangerous to... thing ever. I, I, I want people, if they're aware that they're on autopilot to switch that autopilot off, mm. you know, you, you need to be in control all the time. Mm. You need to be aware. 
if you want to call it mindfulness, call it mindfulness. I, I'm not big on, on buzzwords or anything else, but, but be, you know, like I said, be in the moment, be aware of, of, of what you're doing. Yeah. If you're on autopilot, you need to ask yourself why you're on autopilot. Is it because your heart's not really in what you're doing? And if it isn't, just be honest with yourself to say, you know what, I really, I really couldn't give a damn about this uh, and I need to find something else. Great, that's stage one, that's step one. Mm. You are now aware of a problem. Now you can begin to deal with that problem, which is, well, what is it that I do want to do? What do I think even? Because maybe none of us actually, not none of us, some of us, a lot of us mm. don't actually know what it is we want to do. Yeah. How would you know that you would like to live in South America if you've never been to South America? You wouldn't. Mm. How, would you like, how would you know if you really wanted to, to live and work and raise a family in Australia if you've never been to Australia? Yeah. You need to have those experiences to know that that is something you want to do. And that's the same with work. That was my problem throughout my life with finding a job I wanted to do. I had an issue, and I, I still do have an issue with, with, with modern education, is that at 16 by and large the education system wants you to choose what path you want to take for the rest of your life mm. I, I i was of the gcse generation i was the second only the second year to do the gcse's and we had to choose which subjects we wanted to do which were then going to basically make some sort of a pathway towards our future and i just uh, I, I just thought, what, why do I have to choose at 16? I, I don't all that time it takes to sort all that out, you know, or everything else is all happening in the meantime. So, you know, why not just say, okay, have a meeting, it's what we need to do, and then, you know, outline it. But, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, we all need that, you know, kind of international effort, you know, we're all part of this, we're all connected. I think that's something COVID highlighted, you know, we're all in this together, you know, and, and we're in terms of, like, um, the environment and sustainability we're all we are all in this together you know so why not do your part and it makes you feel better you know if you recycle if you reuse something yeah exactly it's it's definitely a, a positive mindset that you're creating for yourself that you can pull through in day-to-day -day life um, mm. it's more you feel more connected you feel more as a part of something whole and humans we are social creatures so that is quite important for our psyche to be able to have those connections and those groups but on the counter end of those things you also have similar experiences on the other edge of the spectrum of course so you have people who go for sustainability but you also still have that connectedness on the other side of things where people yeah. are like oh but it's just you know a government conspiracy they're just doing this money. <laughs> which in some cases I might say that it could very well be true that they are doing this for tax money. So it doesn't improve yeah. people's motivation or, you know, inspire them to take action. And that's yeah. something we have to combat. And I think that starts by educating our children, but also taking away all of those conflict terms. So you've mentioned the terms climate change quite a bit. I've mentioned that quite a bit, but really it comes down to, a whole range of, of different factors. There's mm. not one thing that contributes to climate change. There's not yeah. one focus that we have there. Obviously, some things come up in the news more like CO2 emissions, but at the same time, there are other greenhouse gases like methane is a popular one. And we 
tend to think of climate change like, oh, wow, we are, there's no way we can change the climate of this entire planet by just driving a car because it just seems silly, it's something so small, but what they forget, there's seven billion, almost eight billion people now on this planet mm. doing some kind of activities that aren't very ben beneficial for the environment. Mm. So I like to talk about, uh, well, do you believe that deforestation is happening? Do you believe that we are overexploiting the oceans? Do you think that you know, there's this consumer economy that is driven by more and more and more and consistent gains and growth and really looking at each individual compartment of anthropogenic climate change. And that is really falling back on our behaviors because there's no one who's going to say, or very, very few people who will say it's like, you no know, deforestation of the Amazon um, or the forests in Africa, Southeast Asia, that's not a thing. We're not cutting down trees. No way. There's no humans who do that. There's nobody who says that this is not happening, whereas it is mm. one of the major drivers of climate change. There's also mm. nobody who's, who says that we do not have a linear economy. Mm. Everyone knows we have a linear economy. So breaking it down, you take a lot of the resistance away because you're not taking responsibility for everything in one go, which can be a very hard barrier for people to cross because that means they have to face themselves and look at like wow i am actually doing all of these horrible things i must be a horrible person without realizing that this is just the way society is set up you're not a horrible person you were mm. born into this and you can change it but you have to make a lot of changes to your life to be able to do that and that yeah. is by far not always feasible yeah no i i, I completely agree with you and i think like um what you said you know with like the way people think just like you said people you know very linear with things and climate change and you know a lot of people believe that you know climate change isn't a thing they think it's a lot of nonsense some people um and i think like people need to be open to it you know you, you can't be ignorant around these topics uh and, and to be open-minded to it you know it's like I, I only know so much about it. I'm very open-minded, so I, you know I'm learning from what you're saying, and um, it's been it's having that open-mindedness and being open to it and taking on, you know, perspectives and, and facts um, rather than people just thinking, oh yeah, well no, it's not a thing, or you know, or, or thinking like, why should I do it? You know, I, you know. So it's like I said, forming new habits and and just thinking about how you go about things and how you know, the impact that we're having. Exactly. Because it's, it's future generations as well. It's not just ours. It's, you know, our children's children and so on. Yeah. And it's really hard to connect to because a lot of people here in the West, while we are the biggest polluters, we're the main cause of everything, um, we don't necessarily feel the impacts because we can pay our way through things. We, we have the financial ability to buy this house um, and we have a car, we have a stable job, uh, maybe not so much with Corona anymore, but still more so than in other places around the world where mm. their, their poverty strike in, they feel the effects of drought um, or floods or just this change in climate where people can see that they've grown up there their entire lives. They've been doing this, their, entire adulthood and 
now they've seen the last five to 10 years, how many changes that have been happening and been struggling to maintain their, their fields or get to work or their house has flooded three times in the last decade. And these are all things that are new to them. Mm. And it's these people who do not have such a large voice that are actually feeling the impacts the most. Mm. And this disconnect that we have with humans, but also just with all animals and, and all of nature, it's, mm. it's questionable as to if this is really the healthiest way to go through life. And it's partly there because we have that lack of education, but also because we've removed ourselves from nature as if we stand above it. So we mm. have our cities, we have our houses, we have our gardens where we plant the plants that we want to have in them. And we don't connect with the wild anymore. This, the wild is seen as this you know, horrific, dangerous place that we should protect ourselves from. But we forgot that's where we came from. And mm. more than 50% of cancer drugs, for example, are derived directly from natural origins, from plants, from yeah. coral reefs. And we, we need that to sustain ourselves also, which is very ironic that that's what we are destroying in the process. It's, um, what's the word? It's very, we're, we're, like you said, we're, we think we're kind of in control when in, in, in reality, you know, nature, you know, probably has more power in some way. Like, you know, it. They're, they're, you know, nature's the one in control. We, you know, we're just kind of on the planet, but we need to kind of. It's that yin and yang, isn't it? You know, there's nature, there's us. We need to work in kind of that balance with nature. Otherwise, it just gets tangled with you know how we're seeing with pollution and things like that. And the yin uh, and yang within ourselves also are very unbalanced. Um, mm. in our feminine and masculine energies because of stereotypes, because of societal roles and expectations where women, mm. uh, less so in the Western world, but again, many places don't have these kind of equalities. We're expected to have children and want to have children and raise the families and not so much go for a career and have an education where men, they have to be big and strong and they can't have uh, emotions. Mm. They, they have to keep everything locked up inside. They don't cry. And that's just not how we've evolved anymore. This is not something that we can carry through in modern day society. And a lot of people are struggling to find that identity and, mm. and have that balance within themselves. And if they don't have it within themselves, how can we expect it to have that externally also? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I think like you said, like society, you know, moves so fast and businesses, uh, you know, they want results, they want performance. And, you know, there's a lot of business, some businesses are looking for people who, just there to you know do the job you know get results and i think like you know people are more than than just robots you know we're not we're not robots we're people you know want people like that because you know they want them to block out their emotions and you know and that comes down to like you know like like we were talking about uh lack of empathy and you know i think it's just taken that step back and just you know empathizing with people and you know and relating to, relating to them because we're human beings we're emotional beings and you know if, if someone is happy in their workplace or they're being related to they're going to perform better anyway yeah exactly and it, it's funny to see how we're one of the most conscious beings on this planet 
yet we do so well living unconsciously. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's, um, it's a form of ignorant bliss, I think, because if you want to learn about something, we have the resources to do so, and many people choose not to use that. recent statistics. I don't actually know if this is true or not, but my brother recently told me that about 7% of the population in the United States believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. And this to me is, is something that, okay, well, how, how do we combat this mindset, mm. this behavior where we just accept what we see as the truth rather than going out and learning and educating ourselves on a daily basis and knowing mm. that this is a, a growth that goes throughout our entire life. There's no just, okay, at 18, you're done with school, you graduated for life and you never have to learn a new thing again. That yeah. it's not very progressive or helpful yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I agree and i think like people kind of they they just get stuck in their ways that they, they get to a point where like i said they'll, they'll leave, leave college they'll be able to get a job and then that's all they kind of do you know and you know if, if someone's happy doing that that's fine but i think you know there is so much more out there to learn there's so much of a so many angles to look at things from um you know, there's no right or wrong time to start something. There's no right or wrong time to learn something, though. Like, there's people who've done their PhD, gone to university in their 60s. So, I mean, there's no set time. You know, we, we can... It's, it's our choice, really, if we want to evolve or not. No, that, that's absolutely true. I agree with, with that 100%. And um, I think we can kind of come, like, come together and help one another and you know to like help each other evolve because it's like you know it's not a one-way street is it no no it's it's not so similar movements would be one very very controversial one is the me too movement and mm. how it's threatening a lot of men and then really asking the questions like well but it's also not threatening a lot of men so why is it that you would feel threatened in those situations. Like, what is that barrier there for you? Because it's not about just women. This is about the entire society that is hurting women, but it's also hurting men because it's not a healthy mindset to think that it's okay to go and sexually assault someone. That also implies some kind of role and expectations that men have in this world that doesn't necessarily reflect what is happening um, internally or externally anymore at this point so it's it's very tricky to to think about these big problems and, and trying to solve them because they're so global that it makes it very difficult to come up with one solution that everyone can start implementing so we need to learn how to work together and covid recently has shown that we can do this so there are countries like new zealand or australia um, some, some Eastern European countries who've done exceptionally well under these circumstances and other countries who haven't. And it just really makes me wonder what, what's behind that. And obviously people are behind that. So what is it that we're internally fighting within ourselves and as a society, putting ourselves in certain roles and more research, I think, needs to be done on that subject. But we also should really start listening to the people who do the, that research and tell us, like, maybe we should try that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think, like, you know, there, there's so much work 
and research that that goes into things and I think you know people need to give those people credit yeah. and, and I think you know it's it's really lovely that you know there's there are people out like you out there who who are passionate about these these topics and you're putting a lot of time because a lot of time and research goes into it and you know you mentioned you know you university and you want to get your PhD and you know a lot that takes a lot of time and energy and effort and I think you know that's it takes so you know so much um, energy and drive to do it and I think it's good because you can educate people you know especially like myself as well on on things that are happening you know in the world and and, and it, you know just talking to you you know and learning about it's making me more mindful about it as well and then I can explain it to people and people watching this can be can start thinking about how they shot and how they go about things in their you know in their lives oops, oops. sorry my dog yeah yeah absolutely I, it's it's small things really and I think a lot of people would be surprised just how small and easy it is to start building these things up mm. because I might have consciously chosen to go study this but I was unconsciously influenced throughout my life to do these things so I grew up um, I, I traveled a lot as a child and when I was little we, we lived by mangroves and I remember the crabs in the mangrove trees where you could just like dig little holes in the mud and then they would go sit there and wave their claws they're called fiddler crabs and the males have a big claw and a small claw and they oh, wow. wave the big claw to impress the females. So I remember digging little holes and putting sticks in there and they would just like shovel in and then wave their, wave their paws. <laughs> and having that interaction as a child and then moving to a different place and watching BBC documentaries of scuba divers in the ocean. And I'm just like, wow, like all of these fish and all of these colors, I wish I could do that. And just constantly being reintroduced to these new natural mm. environments that I wasn't naturally part of in this society drove me to do what I am doing today but a lot of people have similar experiences that have led them to the places that they are now and maybe we can create something that just by talking about it um, setting up educational programs with children for example and we talked um, about microplastics with the kids and they were just so involved and it's like some of them asked me the questions like well then why aren't we doing these things? And I'm like, it's a good question. I don't know why we're not doing these things. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I think like, it's amazing what you said, like, you know, to do a nature, like use interacting with nature. And I think that's a big thing, you know, as a kid, interacting with nature, you know, and I guess you're thinking about the environment and, you know, what things are and, you know, their, their role in it and their part to play. Um, and I think like, you know, kids learning about that in nature is key because it's like you know their awareness and their you know they will take that on growing up yeah exactly exactly mm. and that's a story that we all share is we've unconsciously uh, been led to the places in our lives that we are now and we we do have the power to consciously make these decisions and, and make the changes that we want to change but if unconsciously it drives us towards unsustainability and inequality and just a bigger poverty um, and, and the, the, the bridge between the rich and, and, and the poor, just longer, bigger bridges, it's probably not the best thing that we should be doing. How can we 
more positively influence people to get to better places. And that is exactly what we're doing now is just talking about it. And even if it's just a private conversation between the two of us, you still have had some information to think about. And the fact that you spent time on doing that, the next time you're confronted with it is going to be less resistance. And after a while, you might even build up a new habit. And these are the changes that we are implementing now and that the world is implementing and starting to really feel the consequences of too. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's, you know, really accurate. And I think, like I said, it's, it's um, everyone kind of, you know, having that, that, impact you know in a positive way and you know like I said doing this and people listening to it taking something from it applying it to their life and it just kind of like you know has like a domino effect in a positive way doesn't it you know educating people and you know with social media and the internet it's you know, it's an amazing way to do it because it just kind of branches out exactly we're in a um, perfect place to make all of the necessary changes that we need to yeah no i agree um do you have any favorite books at all that you like to read? Um, I do, but it might surprise you. I like to read novels, not so much for the story themselves, but to be able to place myself into the life of one of the characters so that it builds empathy, it builds compassion, but it also builds an understanding for fellow human beings because I can only live my life. That's the only experience I will actually ever have, but nobody can fully understand that and I can never fully understand another person but I think books and movies really bring us that opportunity to try to bridge those gaps and understand where other people are coming from why they might be feeling certain emotions and you know just having an open dialogue and an open conversation where we can share the emotions that we have without judgment where we can share our mistakes uh, but also share everything that we've accomplished so far. And that's very much lacking, at least um, throughout my experience so far. And I find books help with that. So they help build you, um, build the, that character and build resilience within mm. yourself. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's good to like, you know, see things from other people's perspectives and, you know, their imagination. And I think, you know, it's really, really important. Um, like, do, do you have any favorite ones? Like, do you have any like sp specific ones that you, you like? I, I only ever read books once. So there's yeah. not one that I would say, like, I go back to it. But mm. um, author might be Paulo Coelho. I am hoping oh. I'm pronouncing that right. But he oh, has a very oh, yeah. metaphorical, very storytelling way of going through it. But it's very informative. Like, you, you come across yourself in those novels and you feel the barriers within you when there's something controversial or you don't agree with, you really feel that coming up and think your way through that also. And you feel your way through that thanks to his writing and his stories. Yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 I read uh, The Alchemist, which he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful story of, of a shepherd's boy and he wants to find this amazing treasure and then he after a while figures out that life is the treasure and that with every moment that he has he's actually living this amazing existence and has this amazing amazing consciousness that is connected to everything like he is everything and he is nothing at the same time and that's just such a beautiful realization at the end 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's such a powerful book, and I think his books definitely get you thinking, and you can kind of see yourself and relate to yourself in those books. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's one. Um, for the kids out there, I used to read a lot of horror stories also. Um, so Jeffrey Huntington, <laughs> I don't know if that's someone you know, but the, or Darren Shan, he's a popular one also. It Facing those demons in the stories, that obviously they are actual demons in the stories, but they're metaphorical for the demons in life. So looking at how brave these people are and actually facing all of these horrific and terrifying obstacles, then I was like, well, if they can do that, then how is it that I'm struggling in this life? It's like, it's just people. They're not, they're not supposed to be scary. They're supposed to be people going through similar challenges as I am. Yeah, no, exactly. I, and I, I've only, I've never read a horror, a horror film, horror story, but I've, I've, I've watched uh, it, you know, Stephen King's books. And I <laughs> yeah. think that's, like you know like reflection of like you know the you know like dreams and fears and things like that yeah. um but yeah i think like you know some horror some horror stories can be quite deep but like i said there are those deep kind of metaphorical kind of good good podcast and i have been very enthusiastic here to try to be as energetic because i want my energy to pass on to people because this is how it works positive mm. energy goes to positive people Mm-hmm. It's just the energy through this podcast to everybody who listens to us. But let's let's be happy. Let's try to do what we want to do. Just let's be consistent in whatever we do. That's it. Mm. Yeah. No, so it's definitely, you know, that synergy and that, you know, connection and energy that we have, isn't it? You know, makes it, you know, a good podcast. And I think, you know, people can then take, you know, our, our energy and what we've said apply it to their yeah, lives. And I want, and that's why I want to be very, very, you know, vocal and friends. Indeed you are, and, and we talk about this regularly as friends. Um, I'm doing this to try and help others along the way. I'm not doing mm-hmm. this purely just to make money, just for money's sake. I don't want to just, oh, you know, my goal, Adam, is to make 100,000 by the end of the year so I can buy the latest Porsche Boxster. That's not my goal. Mm-hmm. My goal is to set up a business that I am then going to help other people. If I can yeah. make some money out of it, enough just to put a roof over my head, uh, I'm going to be a very happy bunny. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out the light. Because light it's, it's gone dark. <laughs> 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 got the uh, the I love it. Because so, this is real life. You know, yeah, trying- you know People, yeah, people always think, oh, you know, I'm, you know, when, when they're going to watch a podcast or something, that it, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be yeah. polished. To yeah. hell. No, it doesn't have to be polished at all. This is, this is reality, yeah. people. I know, I know. It's, uh, yeah, it's lighter now, my side. Yeah, it's a um, lot brighter outside than it is yeah. <laughs> on your car. 